Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode, I sit down with JD and Wendy Singh and Sean Cameron to talk about their real estate adventures. And when I tell you adventures, all of these three have some wild adventures. And I mean, full respect to them. When, when I first started talking with JD and he explained some of the properties that himself and Wendy had been purchasing, I couldn't understand the volume and how they were doing it and realized he was leveraging private money, probably more than I had ever heard anyone else do it. And when you hear the number of properties, I'm going to let you hear it from him on this episode. It's rather shocking what he's done. And uh, they're, I think they're rather shy at first at the first maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes of this episode. Um, it takes us a while to find our groove there. Uh, and then we really get into it. So I think you're going to be blown away by their story. And their good friend, Sean Cameron, came in to join us. And he is now part of the, he's been part of their journey for a long time. But now they're doing this $75 million challenge challenge and it's wild to hear what goals they have set for themselves and how they're doing it and Sean helps uh, investors and everyone with mortgages and his uh, his details will be shared at the end of this particular episode so you'll be able to contact all of these guys and uh, that's it I think you're in for a wild ride with this episode and if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the world of real estate, but you're not really sure where to start. We've always believed that to get into real estate smartly, you need an information advantage. And it's why for ourselves, we always led with our own education. And it's why with the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, we really lead with education. One of the things that's probably less talked about as part of the Rockstar Inner Circle membership is not only meeting the great network of people that are Rockstar Inner Circle members, but we put out this little thing that's a 12-page paper-based newsletter, old school. We mail it out to your house, even in the year 2024, we mail that out to your house. And that is full of stories of different Rockstar Inner Circle members who are investors investing right across the greater Toronto and Golden Horseshoe area. And the reason that we share those stories is that so we can all learn from each other right here. You're not reading a, you know, some book that's written by somebody in some faraway land and how they did something or in some faraway time. This is stories of investors who are investing in real estate and actively doing it right now. So we share all of that every month with all members. We mail it out to you so we can all learn from each other. So that's just one of the benefits that you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. You can learn all of the benefits at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are, Plus, I'm we on are, a stool, that's why. We are recording with JD and Wendy Singh and Sean Cameron. I said, yeah, Cameron, That's Sean, Sean um, I know, look, listen, you, you got stuck with the stool. So Sean's sitting next to me and we're really closing up. So just be comfortable, man. We're just, we're going to cool. be friends. We're going to be friends on this okay. episode. And I'm also getting an amazing uh, ab workout here because of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekly. yeah. <laughs> hey, so what's the deal with you guys bringing in this 99 proof? First, just so everyone listening, these guys came in, all spoke a big game and said, where's the tequila? And then 
you know, because we used to drink more tequila on this podcast than we currently drink. No reason, really. Just, I don't know, fell out of favor for a little bit. And uh, JD puts down this 99 proof alcohol in these little bottles in the middle of the table. So I figure you're just about to get ripped on this <laughs> podcast. And then Sean comes into the kitchen around the corner where Wendy's getting a nice coffee and says, hey, where's the tequila? You guys drink tequila. So I bring out the tequila. I start pouring shots. And these guys cut the shot I poured in half and are having half each and I get stuck with the full shot. Do you want to swap? No, I'm good. Yeah. No, I, I'm good. So I just, I'm just curious, like these bottles in front of you, what's, I, what's, what's the story? Do you, you want me to just tell the story? Please. So going back and come right our, into the mic, come yeah. into the mic, going back into our younger days, this, we used to go to the States for business and there is the, uh, this alcohol is most popularly known as 99 bananas. 50% alcohol, 99 proof. It's like a banana liqueur. It's like candy. So we'd come back in it's our 20s. candy that just knocks you on your ass? Mm -hmm. Exactly. We'd come back and you know how you buy booze in the States and it's in like in a paper bag? We'd come to like parties and people would just go nuts because you could... So this is like a really, it's a part of our like life and story. We Got actually it. get, anytime anybody goes to the States, we get them to bring back bottles. And when somebody brought us a bucket of these little things, and instead of bringing a big bottle because we would all get ripped, this kind of just bringing the little one. This controls the chaos. It controls the chaos. That's so happy to do all of them, different flavors with you, you know, no, I'm not, no, I, I'm I, told you, I saw that and immediately said, there's no way I'm touching that. That's insane. No, there's no way you, you guys are stronger people than me. That okay. will knock me on the ground and I'm not going to have it. So the tequila, it's, sorry, I was going to just say the tequila story is more or less, you know, I'm a subscriber of the podcast. I watched the podcast in the early days. I see everybody bringing Patron, like this is this big party. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm going to get a chance to go on here. Like, I want to make sure I'm prepared, you know, so... That's why I asked. That's where this is coming yeah. from. Yeah. And Got so, it. So, Sean, thank you. JD, yeah. thank you. Wendy, thank you. But in our defense, so Wendy doesn't even drink, and I only drink five times a year. I can I go to all inclusives and don't even drink. Yeah. So, this was all prompted by Sean because he's like, Oh, you bring So, Sean, are you, are you having some of this right now? He, he's no. already had a shot with me at my house just to like calm his nerves. Like, he's just <laughs> pretending right now. Like, this is the, this is the funny thing. Like, I, I'll, I'll support the cause because whatever it takes to get the team done. But I wasn't planning on it. Like, so let's uh, let's walk through this. Walk yeah. me through. How do you guys all work? How do you first of all, you all live in Streetsville? No, nope. no. Who lives in Streetsville? Us two. You live in Streetsville. Where do you live, Sean? I live in Milton. You're in Milton. Yeah, Streetsville, I was saying when I was growing up, that was the upper class. So you guys, like, I lived at, you know, kind of around Rockwood Mall, Burnham, Thorpe, and Dixie. If you lived around Streetsville, that was like, wow, like, you're fancy. But so we just, didn't you grow know, up like, there. So yeah. we grew up no, around the corner. I know, but no, I'm no, just no, kind of no, labeling you for where you are now. <laughs> he already set it up. Yeah. He grew up in Clarkson. Yeah. So, God. Okay, Clarkson. So, yeah, that's a little bit more respect there. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit of a tougher area than Rockwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rockwood had its moment. Rockwood had its moments. Is Rockwood, Rockwood had like it. Chuck E. Cheese area? No, Rockwood is Where's like that? where yeah. Gold's Gym used to be. Yeah, Gold's Gym, okay. and around the corner is Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah, okay. Chuck E. Cheese. Sorry, I thought yeah. you said Chuck E. Cheese. The only yeah. one I ever saw is in uh, Meadowvale. Rockwood yeah. Mall. Yeah, Rockwood Mall used to have a Beaver Lumber. Still has a Burger King there, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think our father at one point at Burnham Thorpe and Dixie pulled up into that. There was an Esso gas station that was full service and got into a big dispute because like he paid for a full tank of gas and took off, and the guy didn't fill up his gas tank. So like, I don't want to complete the story because I think. Nobody should know that part. The rest okay. of the part of the story. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that that area. Just we have a lot of we have a lot of memories in that in that yes. spot. So okay, Milton and Streetsville. How do you guys? 
all know each other. And I want to dive into this whole real estate world in a second. But like, how do you guys cross paths? Okay. I'll let you talk. Uh, okay, we'll start. So how I know JD. So uh, JD and I go back to like the Clarkson days um, back in, I think maybe just before high school. Uh, I'm going to say this, but his girlfriend at the time. Oh, my God. Was, <laughs> his girlfriend's sister was my good friend. And like in our neighborhood, like JD was the guy, like he was the man, you know what I mean? And uh, he's he's like so one. He had the stuff. Oh yeah. He was, uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's one year older than me, so he was like the guy. And I don't know, we just like kind of started hanging around in the same circles a little bit, and you know, we just became good friends, and you know, just started partying together. Like our high school life was like just partying that you know uh, even like the college life start partying in as well too like just really good guy what high school is this this is clarkson clarkson, clarkson. yeah clarkson got it well i i went to a couple of high schools i it was on the uh, on a special program right yeah you were on your own special path of life oh, of yeah. course yeah so then okay so take fast forward a little bit here because i feel like you guys have a lot of history together oh, yeah. who gets started in real estate first so when have you been dating since we were 16 and 17 years old? So that's kind of a joint okay. scenario. Um, we both come from families that owned real estate. Um, my parents, like we, we, so we grew up originally in Parkdale. And so the Toronto homes chopped up in like two, three, four mm -hmm. units. Uh, my parents, I remember just renting it out, um, you know, different parts of the house, basement stuff. So that kind of stuck with me. And Wendy's dad, uh, he bought some real estate, rented it out. So before we became like, I guess, grown people, because neither owned any rental real estate when we became adults, we had been exposed to it. Yeah, so it was in you. And then how does, it, how does this begin? You guys, because I know you have a big, deep history here. So I'm trying to figure this out. How does this go? You get your first property. What's your first property? Oh my gosh, the oh. first property, you're going to just bring tears. So it's a tear, it's, it's a tough one for me. So. We're, we're dating. We came back from Premier that was just around the corner from, yeah, okay. from Joshua Creek. Uh, so I'm saving up money because, uh, you know, trying to start my life, I'm probably 21 years old. And my mom has a house in Clarkson and we come home, Wendy and me from the gym. And there's a- Can you do me a favor, put your fist down. I want to get your yep. face on the camera here. And there we a, go, there we go. There's a notice on our door, like from the sheriff, you got five days to leave. Oh shit. And that's the first house we buy. We buy it from my mom. Oh gosh! Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! It, it, you know what? It, no. It, How were you able to buy it from your mom? Because I'd been saving. So the house was like one hundred eighty thousand, and I think I, at that point, uh, twenty one, I had like fifteen G's in my bank account that I was saving to get married to Wendy, buy her the ring, oh all that God. stuff, and I'm just like planning my life. And boom! And I, it took all the money we had, and I think we had to get a line of credit for five grand because one of the conditions was that we had to get the roof done so this all happened from back taxes how old were you there 21 years old and when do you were on board with this or you were well it was uh, my money yeah jd, J yeah, JD, JD savings it. okay he was working okay. Full -time but you didn't work. push back on this whole idea no he was gonna lose his house yeah his mom would have no place to live he'd have no place to live yeah i was still living at home with my parents at 21 yeah yeah wow but it, 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 as bad as it sounds these are the great experiences sure that because after that i had to hunt for my food there was no turning back like there there was no more um backstop or yeah it's funny life kind of comes at you quick you go from like 
you're a kid, you know, mm-hmm. you come home, you sleep, there's food around to holy shit, I got to buy my house from my mom so we have a place to live and yeah. now I need to hustle. So then just to make ends meet at this point, like how are you making the mortgage payment and stuff? So it was about 800 bucks. I had a full-time job. I don't know what my mom was doing at the time, but I, I know she, she would have had some, like she worked like different kinds of jobs, like in the factory and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she had some money contributing and I think at the end we ended up renting out a part of that house too, just to make it all like work. Make it all work. Yeah. Wow. And then what happens? How do you get into, cause like in my mind, you guys are doing crazy things in real estate where Nick and I kind of have been down that path before. And, we're, mm-hmm. and then we heard what you were, you were doing. And we're like, holy shit. Um, how does this real estate game continue from there? So I think, uh, do you remember? Oh, I think we started lending at that point too. We, so we, had, we took some money out of the first house. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, And then, yeah, we started, uh, I guess, as hard money lenders, not really knowing too much, but trusting some people that we had a decent relationship with at the time. And we made some good money, um, got our money back for, for the most part. That's right. So this is in your 20s? You yeah. start oh, yeah. your hard money lenders in your 20s? I think yeah. we're before we were married. Actually, hard money. <laughs> yeah, because hard that, money we had the 100 grand wedding. to buy the house that we live in today. Yeah, and then yeah. the hard money lending also, I think, at the time paid for our wedding. Yeah. Portion of it. <laughs> yeah. So word gets out that you guys will lend money to people. You start lending it out. Do you remember the interest rates you start lending money out at? Uh, between 10 and 20. 20%. What the hell were you lending on? Nothing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I borrow money even today at 20% if I need. Yeah. But back then, if you figured out you were lending at 20%, you must've been assigning some kind of risk. Of do, course. You, do, you second, re- do you remember yeah. what you were lending against? Yeah. Like just properties, projects, second mortgages, like stuff like that. In your 20s, people are finding you. No, we so we at that point were connected to a, a real estate investment group and there was a broker there. She had most of the deals. Got so, it. So we had like a way to source deals through her. Got it. When you say deals, this is people looking for money. Correct. Okay. Okay. So you were connected to her. You had some money to lend out. Some deals pop up. You can screen the deals, decide if you like them or don't like them. And you start lending money. Yeah. And then what happens next after that? Um, I think we get to about like a hundred grand in cash, which felt like a lot, 23 years old. Because uh, we got Dude, married. That was a lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. So we were 23 <laughs> and 25 when we got married and we bought the house that we own today. In 2004. In 2004 with that money. So we took some of that money and then we just continued lending until we got like burned hard. (laughs) So we got like smacked in the face in our twenties. By by lending and then not getting paid back and then what you couldn't recoup, there was no asset to really go after? No, so the the person, so through that club, there was like these other deals and this guy who I guess we looked towards as like a mentor. He had proposed like a deal that was like offshores, this, that, whatever, and we, at that point, I think lost like 160 grand. Oh shit! We, yeah, yeah. And some of those board on credit cards. And some of it, yeah, because like, yeah. yeah, we thought it would like it was supposed to like all. Yeah, the numbers it. looked good that were presented to you. You trusted who you were dealing with. Yeah. You lent out the money and you got burned. Yeah. A story that everyone's pretty much been through. Yeah. Wow. So that's. Uh, and after getting burned there, um, I guess. Like, I guess, did you guys make a conscious, I'm trying to just, I just want to give you a summary. So maybe before we go through some of this and, and Sean, we'll get your story here. Could you just maybe in a minute or two, let everyone know, like how many 
properties have you guys touched on general? What have the, what have you guys been up to in the last, you know, 10, 15 years? Like, what have you guys been doing just to frame this a little bit? Are you ready oh for the gosh. number? What have yeah. we been oh doing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, three, I guess we'll frame it in three different sections. Uh, after we got married, we both kind of got into the job world. We bought like seven or eight properties there, just normal style financing. Uh, I got pa- I got packaged out. Wendy still worked. I started a real estate club, went on a big tranche with uh, my friend Drew. Mm-hmm. We bought like 70, I think it was 78 properties in three and a half years. Uh, all different kinds, single family to small buildings. Stopped, got banished from buying properties. Wendy's like, hey, you know. Uh, Drew and me parted ways. He went on to be a Tarion licensed builder. I took most of the portfolio, so we have that. And then we were trying to sit on the sidelines until the summer where I told you the story where my mm. son, and that's where the sweaters, 75 mil, the $75 million challenge. And so those are the three, would that be with 90 seconds? Yeah. I like how you just brush over 78 properties that you picked up and just like kind of brush over that, but you survived. No, no, no. no. Like I'm just trying to respect that. Like I can expand for hours, right? We can, if you want it granular, I can give it to you granular. I was just trying to, you asked for something. I said, one, two, three, let's let's give it to the Charlie Munger way. Right. And what was going through your minds when you were getting that many properties? This is a portfolio that you guys were going to build and keep forever. Like this was you guys like just building an asset base or no, these were things you were going to flip and get rid of. Okay. About half and half, but I think majority of them were to flip. Um, at the time, you know, we were in the Niagara, looking at the Niagara region and we're like, holy crap, you can buy houses for that cheap. Mm. Like, and, and then when you fix it up with the, re- like the aftermarket value would be, was insane. So we, every time a new deal came up, we're like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's, well, we don't know how we're financing it. We're going to buy it. We're offering this. And it was a, a little crazy. Um, and, you, and you didn't know how you were financing it. So you were just, you were also leveraging private money to buy these things. A hundred percent. Out of the 78 properties, the only two to- I, I I don't like institutional financing for acquisition. Only two of them I brought to the bank. And when I brought them to the bank, I kept the cash in my bank account just to close because I, when my private lenders, when, the, when we shake hands and we're good, there's no like, Hey, we didn't have this document three days ago. To, it's three days to closing. Yeah, so the, bank, the banks were just a hassle to you. A hundred percent. But we just refi them at the banks. Because then when you're in refi mode, you can deal with their like BS and you know tell them to go F themselves if they, uh, mm-hmm. if they say something dumb. I had Meridian once. Uh, yeah, I put you on blast, Meridian. Oh, no. <laughs> they, um, three, three or five days before, they're like, oh, we looked at this. It was a residential property in front of a park. They're like, oh, we need an environmental. I was like, it's a residential property, hundred years old. I'm like, no, you should have brought this up. And they're like, and they're like, oh, we'll do this. And they think that I'm like, do you think you're the only bank in town? Screw you guys. I just go somewhere else. So I'd rather finance with the time frame so I can just pick and choose versus trying to make a deadline. And I, when I sign with the with the privates, it's done. Like, I, I don't even think about it. And then these people that were lending you the money, you were going to sell the properties at some point, pay off the privates, keep, and then build a smaller portfolio that you would keep forever? Or was the idea to always just turn properties? No, the the privates, we were going to keep some, like some properties just naturally designed to keep, like multi-units, if they cash flow. But if we, because we would do some of those, like we'll buy your house for cash deals, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, if you got a house that's too expensive, 
you know, it's only its highest and best use is a flip. So we were building the war chest too. So we we would be able to just have more capital on hand to to deploy to buy more property. So ones that were good to keep, keep. Ones that flip, flip. Wow. And you guys weren't turned off by the interest rate. Most people on private money, you were borrowing between 10 and 20%, just like you were lending out earlier, I'd imagine. So 10, 20%. And it just wasn't a bother to you because the numbers worked on these properties. They were all in the Niagara region, mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, Niagara and Hamilton. It's primarily where most Niagara and Hamilton. So it's the numbers work for the temporary purpose. Like if you're there for six months or a year just to take it, you've budgeted in the carrying costs to, to fix this building, but then you're going to land it in like an institution. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, got it. So, so it's to get you in and then hopefully you're refinancing at some point. And then out of those 78 properties, you, you kind of part ways with the, that business relationship you had, you yeah. keep a bunch of the real estate. Do you still have some of those properties oh. or have you liquidated those properties? No, we have a lot of those properties. You still have a lot of those properties. Yeah, about a half. What what did you learn like going through like were you doing renovations in those properties as well? So you're buying properties, renovating them, renting them out, refinancing them. What did you learn in that process when you reflect back now? Have you has anything kind of hit you in the head of like, holy shit, like we really should not have done that? <laughs> I, I imagine there's a million there's things, a but million. like what comes to mind first? Um and we're, and then we're scalability like it wasn't scalable so there was a lot of properties that were sitting kind of not being worked on so we were carrying them so spending the high interest rates for those properties while they're sitting and not getting worked on uh bookkeeping was a huge one because at the time i wasn't in charge of any of the organization I, again i was working full-time i was kind of letting jd and drew and i'd be like okay let's do this or they'll run deals by me um, but they were taking the leads on that um so when we got when we took over and and got through the books it was a little bit of a mm -hmm. an accounting nightmare that i'm still yeah sure you know but yeah um so would you do all that again no it almost broke uh, like just breaks you down emotionally physically it's exhausting what's the worst part of what you what you went through there not hungry enough anymore oh like you, it made it, you comfortable oh after like so this was all happening in 2015 16 17 yeah. so we held most of that portfolio so it's done well through that time and so yeah we've had some like like yeah you can't manufacture the hunger right mm -hmm. like it's uh the only thing right now that's actually come close to is the challenge that my nine-year-old put up against me. yeah we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk but about that, that like it's really like hard to like at that point you're doing it because this is you're shot at getting to a certain point. Mm -hmm. But once you're sort of there, are you willing to do the same thing again? Mm -hmm. It's almost the, like being naive was worth it because you're like, you don't know what you're getting into <laughs> buying that many properties. I'm just laughing because the amount of work that is the property management, the renovations, the bookkeeping, the taxes, the cash flow management, like that's a shit fest. It is. But it was the best option. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. When us? you're picking your, when you're bootstrapping yourself up, yeah. no, no, it's a great yeah. option. I yeah. just mean being naive to what's about to hit you in the face uh, is the best way. Because if you knew what was coming your way, you would never do it. Was there a moment where you? No, we would have done it then because the reward. It's like I guess you change your like at different points of your life you see things differently. So there's a point in time where you're trying to max foot like every footprint every. And then when you get to a certain place in life, like uh, you don't need to max LTV. You don't. So I, once it was all established, you don't want to even risk it all. 
Yeah. Well, before always, you had nothing to lose. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Now you have stuff to lose. Exactly. It's funny how life works. Yeah. So you see things at different stages, at different stages of life. You know, you throw kids into that mix and, you know, mm -hmm. future. It's just rare to see somebody go to that many properties on private money. Like that's not a common path. In the real estate world, it definitely happens. I just mean, we've come across a lot of investors and it's not a very common path to go down. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that that's like, I'm just kudos to you. Like you just Crazy. said, screw it. Like we're going to do it. And you just did it. Mm. Yeah. Well, we see we, the difference. I think um, we like private money. So we bought a building. Mm. Not yeah, you're comfortable with it. You get to the way you talk about private money. You're very comfortable. Oh. Yeah, because like, I guess another way of looking at it is when I'm sitting on my dock up north and I'm going, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking about 2016. I paid 18 points. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, is my life real? Like, is this yeah. like, like none of that? Like, you don't. Why? Where are you? Which where are you when you're sitting on that dock up north? Where? What part? Um, could be in two places. One in Halliburton, one in Barry's Bay. Got but, it. you know, when I'm sitting there, I'm not. So one, one nice play, vacation place wasn't enough for you guys, eh? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a there's a story to everything, right? <laughs> so Wendy and I bought the place in Halliburton when we were, like, I was going to say little, but it's probably been, like, 13, 14 years, and we bought it for, like, 100 and some odd grand. Somebody in our network tried wanted to sell uh, their cottage, and it was in Barry's Bay, but our youngest, our oldest son didn't travel well. And this one was like, kind of like a cottage that she really liked. And so, but it was three and a half hours. So we're like, uh, no, you know, we're gonna pass on it. And one of my business partners put a second mortgage on that home and she still wanted to sell. And then when he was at our cottage in Halliburton, um, I, he was saying, Hey, I want to buy that. And then she was like, that's the cottage she wanted. So because there was two people, we felt like we didn't have to use it as much and we had that company just pay for it. So I know it sounds pretentious. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to listen to you go through this because you guys are pretty humble about what you've been through, but like not a lot of people do it. Like I've been mentioning and, uh, you've had to deal with a lot of shit. So if you're sitting up there on your dock kind of thing is this is my life. You've kind of earned the right to think that way. <laughs> it's not like you just kind of like this money magically just fell from the sky and hit you in the ahead you know you've been through a lot of shit i'm sure there's been some nights where you're just wondering what the hell is going to happen tomorrow when i wake up so oh my uh, gosh yeah yeah and that so uh, 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 and then sean you're watching this stuff happen we're going to get to the whole nine-year-old kind of thing but yeah. where, where does sean enter the picture here so yeah because you, you, know, you, yeah. you have your mortgage license now i do okay so pretty much while they're accumulating this this portfolio of properties <laughs> um i'm navigating my way through corporate world right so you know jd and i great relationship when we're young partying 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 then you know become adults and now we got responsibilities so there was a point where we just kind of, I can't remember, like we lost each other's phone numbers, you know, like yeah, phones right. back in the day, yeah. didn't have that nice yeah. transfer option. Yeah. So I lost his number, right? So anyways, now- nah, Let's face uh, it, you deleted it. But no, I didn't. No, 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 hey, no, let's no, face no, no. it, whatever, you deleted it, but you got it back. Yeah, so I'm navigating through the corporate world and I, you know, I, I watched the podcast again and you, you know, you run into the situation situation a lot where people just feel like dull, like this is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. You I've have worked this moment. hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's all about, you know, like this is me, my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is something's wrong. This is like my late thirties. This is happening. Oh, really? Cheers. While I'm talking. Cheers. Eh? Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. 
So, you know, late 30s, going through these moments of like, man, this 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 can't be life. And funny enough, my neighbor, uh, who happens to be a Rockstar member as well, that you know, uh, Andre Hart. Oh, wow. Outside, yeah. uh, you know, our kids are playing. Like, he's my next door neighbor, like directly lives oh in front God. of me. Andre's so, a great dude. Oh, yeah. Great dude. Um, so, you know, our kids are playing and he goes to me like, hey, man. You know, would you want to come to this uh, rock star real estate event with me? <laughs> oh, shit. And I mean, I have nothing to lose. So I'm like, sure, man, it, you know, beats this corporate stuff. Right. Maybe I'll learn something. So, you know, I go to an event. I go to. Yeah, I go Is to it one, one of, of our like our bigger events or like an introductory Smaller. class. No, it's not an introductory class. Okay. It's like a, a year it was life one of our events. Oh, but back in the day, back it was in a the little day, smaller, a little smaller. So going to this event, I had two rules. I'm like, OK, you know, this, this shit's got to be real because, you know, I don't want to be sold anything. Yeah. And so I get up, you know, go to this event Saturday morning, you know, and, um, you know, I'm just listening to your story. And I'm like, man, I can relate to that. Like, you know, I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing people like very humble. But, you know, like I'm relating to a lot of these things. I was like, okay, I like this, but you know, I still haven't really passed the real test yet. So during one of the breaks, actually, um, I go to the bathroom and I see your brother, oh, right? Shit. Cause he was, he was also, yeah, you know, yeah, on yeah. stage, I see your brother and I'm like, let's see how this is going to go. You know? Cause you know, you, you do the guy thing, you go to the bathroom, you don't really talk too much. You just go do your thing and you, you, you know, you're done. <laughs> and I saw him and he said, Hey, what's up? And I said, what's up? And that was it. And I was like, these guys are real dudes, man. They said what's up, you know? So anyways, um, you know, long story short, all that did was, you know, just get me starting to think about, okay, this is how I can change my life, you know? And you used to go up there all the time and say, hey, does anybody own any real estate properties, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody would put up their hand and I didn't put up my hand yet. I'm like, crap, I got to get one, you know? Mm -hmm. But I didn't quite know the means. So again, you know, navigating through corporate world, everything is sucking, but I'm going through the Rockstar events. They, 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 you know, instilled some hope in me now. I'm at one of the events, I see JD. I'm like, oh, oh boy. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, I, and, and this is during like the talking session, you know, this is not during the break. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just surveying the room and I see Wendy first and I wrote context on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay, maybe side story, you know, um, JD, we call JD Jigga. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, being growing up where we grew up, we have a lot of, you know, like things that we're passionate about and we have to be passionate about music. Right. And Jay-Z happens to be our favorite artist. And like we can recite like probably every lyric that he's ever, you know, rapped about in his album and not just recite it, but live it and like, you know, you know, like relay it in real life. Resonance. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking around the room, looking around the room and then our eyes lock and I'm like, is that J.D.? And he looks at me and he starts smiling and he puts up like the rock sign to let me know it's him officially. <laughs> but up in the sky. But up in the sky. So I'm like, oh. wait, wait, he leans back on his chair. Yeah. Looks at you and yeah. Up. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Mike. And I'm with Andre. I wish Andre. I saw this happen. I oh. wish I saw this happen. Oh. I'm with yeah. Andre and Andre's like, yo, what's up, man? And I'm like, this is my friend that I haven't seen in the last five years. Like, I saw you. We did um, a birthday party together. Like, our kids, I think I went to uh, Jaden's birthday birthday yeah i think it was, that was the last time we saw each other and then you know it was life happened right so anyways bumping to jd again like oh my gosh uh yo hey you know what are you up to now and you know i'm just like i'm looking for my way out i'm trying to find you know kind of what's going on in my life um you know i'm taking this mortgage agent course and the only reason why i started to take the course now 
you know, going back to, you know, going to the uh, the real estate events, I started going to the classes now. So after the first event, I signed up oh, and cool. I started doing all the classes. So one of the first classes, um, it was Nick and I was doing the class and he's like, hey, you know, if anybody's interested, uh, you know, we're having this open house in Brantford. I think Mike DeZormo. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm having this open house in Brantford. And if anybody's interested in learning, you know come see me, right? And this was Saturday. Yeah, we and did I, those as like educational tours. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I'm in. Cause I'm just like, I have nothing to lose, right? So I happened to be the only one that went. So it was just me and Mike sitting around. Oh, wow. And he's like, just giving me all this game. Like, this is what you do, this is how you do it. And I'm still very corporate, right? And in corporate, you don't share those kind of secrets. No. Like you don't yeah. give that up, right? No. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, the guy on stage, you know, um, you know, you talked about his corporate life, like, I can relate to that. The guy, Nick, I saw the bathroom. He said, what's up? Now, like, this guy's just giving me all this free game, you know? So I'm like, all right, this is something that I need to do. And as I would talk to more and more um, members, I started to, like, you know, realize that everybody kind of had this issue with financing. Like, they would say, oh, financing and going to the bank. And I'm like, (laughs) that seems so weird. Like, y'all are rich. Like, you know, you have all these (laughs) assets that are producing all this money like in my brain yeah yeah, you're loaded why would the bank be giving you problems so that's when i took it upon myself to like hey listen i got to give value back because i'm getting all this free game from all these members um uh, mark happened to be my coach at the time margaret no way oh my gosh this guy i guess i forgot that the patient nicest oh god the patience mark might be one of the nicest humans alive so he's showing me how to look at properties i'm sitting there flushing the toilet and doing all this stupid (laughs) stuff he's like hey maybe you want to look at this maybe you want to look at that you know what I mean? Like, so he's giving his mark away. Yeah. Very yeah. politely. So politely. He's not like saying, Hey Sean, get out here. Yeah, get, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. what are you looking at all this yeah, stupid yeah, stuff yeah. for? You know, you're not buying your house. Like this is a rental property, you know? So uh, long story short, you know, I just wanted to uh, find a way to give value back. Right. Because there was this thing that you used to mention, like, you know, you got to lead with value, mm-hmm. lead with value, lead with value. So that was in my brain to do. And so that's why I got my mortgage agent, agent license because I wanted to bring something back. So get my mortgage agent license now. And that's when I see JD. Right. Um, I think I was still like maybe just finishing up the course. Right. And I'm like, okay, I got my mortgage. Did you give the rock symbol back to him when he gave you that symbol? No, Um, I'm going to let you tell that whole story. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I was there and I saw JD put that up in the air and then I saw you respond. Yeah. I might like have had a moment on stage like what is going down right Right. now. Yeah. We have a royal rumble happening Mm -hmm. right here. We're going to do a little side story because I'll let you take over from here. But anyways, I saw him. I'm like, okay. JD, this is my guy, you know, we talked and, uh, you, you want to go here or no, I'll let you, okay. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. Like, so yeah, we, we, we talked interject and give the right, yeah. uh, you know, correct it. You'll correct sure. him. You'll yeah. correct him. I'll just, well, cause he like might a true omit, friend, like a yeah, true yeah, friend. Yeah, no, he yeah. might omit some facts here. Cause there's just, yeah, there, there, there's there, a story. There's a story in this too. But anyway, so yeah. Hey, what are you doing now? Hey, I'm buying like all, all these properties. This no, is really I didn't cool. say that. I, I try. I, I, I never, I, I never lead with, I own anything. No, somebody was probing me. So how many properties do you remember that? Because that's not how I lead. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, you know, <laughs> link back up with JD. Now I'm like, okay, I need to, like, kind of figure out what they're doing because, you know, they're doing a lot of, you know, good things, right? But at the time, I was trying to get in Hamilton. I was trying to, like, get something in Hamilton, but it just wasn't working out. Mm. So, you know, these what guys. What year is that? 
Oh man, 2016. I or so. One maybe. Maybe I should mention disclosure. I'm brutal with time. Yeah. No, but it sounds Over like it might have been around then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, nothing was really going on in Hamilton. You know, you know, Mark's helping me. Nothing's really going on in Hamilton, and I'm just like, ah, this is garbage now. Like, you know, I, I missed my time, mm. right? But you know, I said JD was in the business. He was buying properties. He's like, have you heard of Welland? And I was like, what's a Welland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah, like, is that sure, a place? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just drive a little further here. Port you know? Colburn? Yeah. There's a Port Coburn. Where yeah, are these yeah. places, right? <laughs> so went, you know, I was there and I bought my first property. Yeah, wow. Bought my first property and I was in the game. But I was in the game knowing how to finance these properties. Yeah. So that's what, um, you know, you know, linking back up with JD kind of really helped me with and taught me because I didn't really have a lot of money to do mm -hmm. things with. Mm -hmm. So I needed to be a little bit more creative with my financing. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is normal. It's basically like how we all start. Like, and then it just continues where you're just always looking for equity and money and stuff. It's not like, you know, I think that's just kind of normal for so many people that, that start out. Right. Actually, maybe, no, I'm lying. That was my second property because the first property that I bought was a pre-construction in Oshawa. Oh, God. Wendy helped me with. But I didn't feel like it did anything. So yeah. when you would ask that question again, you're like, hey, you know, I just want to do a survey of the room. Did anybody, you know, who has a rental property here? I didn't put up my hand because I'm like, I just bought this property that's going to be, you know, finished in 2024. Yeah, got it. Didn't 2023. Feel real I'm like, ah, I shouldn't put up my hand yet, you know? Yeah. So it was only until I went to Welland that I was like, all right, I'm in the game. Huh. Wow, what a story for meeting Andre Hart. Yeah. You know, Andre Hart sat right in here because, you know, he's a big Habs fan and I hate the Habs. Oh, yeah. He comes in here. I'm not here one day and he puts on a Habs jersey and he sits in my seat here and he gets Nick to take a picture and then they oh, text it boy. to me. Just That sounds like Andre, right? 100%. Just laughing. Just 100%. like kind of laughing, but he's totally one of the good guys. Oh, yeah. So then you, that gets you started. You see guys, uh, you see each other at this event and then at the break, do you guys go up to each other and you're like, holy shit, like what the hell are you doing here? And then I would imagine you have a conversation like are these guys real do you trust these guys or whatever is that what happens no at this point i was already all in you already knew. i was already all in okay. with tom and nick i was already all in oh, jd for those of you listening jd's shaking his yeah head. doubting this he's joking okay see, uh, so at the break mm. i go to see sean and i guess you have some of your tequila oh. yeah you know cheers well i'm already jd oh, you wow. keep going you keep going so i uh go over to to talk to Sean, he's, I guess Andre shared maybe some stories or, but Sean's first question is like, oh, like, are you a part of this? How long you been? How many properties? I'm just like, Sean, don't worry about it. It's all good. Like, this place is a great place. You know, this guy's 50 properties deep already. And, <laughs> no, because I, I, I can't, uh, so a couple of things. So we, so we go from that conversation to. Sean giving so we swap numbers again just so that he can call and he calls me and so Sean is like at like one of my really good good friends and when we were younger so he calls me and I guess it's funny because because he lives in this like corporate world and I haven't worked a real job since I was 34 years old I not neg I don't look what's oh, the night I don't like that world mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of uh, you know fakeness yeah oh yeah yeah like i just don't want to offend anybody on you because like you should see what everybody I say. knows yeah no like you know when people make up words like in marketing and stuff and like you go into the meetings and everybody's just trying to pretend that they're the the oh, smartest God. person in the room like i lose and so 
one of the things that, you know, from the rock sign to like growing up together, <laughs> being a really good friend, maybe, yeah, we lose. At the end of our, so I talked to him for an hour or something. At the end of our call, you know what he says to me? Hey, is it okay if I call you sometime? Yeah. I was like, what? He had a lot of respect for you. No. A lot of respect. For no, he thought I was like one of these corporate shills that like, because he, he was he went out to tell me. He's like, oh, you know, you're at a different level now. I don't know if you're going to mess with. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I was so insulted. I will not. And he, yeah. That's why he said, I'll let you tell the story because I would not let that go because uh, it bothered me so much yeah. that he thought I was one of these. Yeah, people. you had moved on from that world and you were looking to make real relationships. And him asking you that made it seem like this is just a f superficial corporate relationship. So you. He hated it because you love him. Yeah. Yes. This is like my boy from like when we yeah. were like, we, we grew up together. Yeah. He was at my wedding. You were basically like, fuck you. Never yeah. ask me that again. Exactly. I get it. So, I was like. Sean, how yeah. fucking dare so, you. Dude. I know. Oh, Thank you. Somebody you. else. I know. How dare I know. you. It was, uh, it was a point of time, a uh, point of my life where I was <laughs> really not, I was really low. I was a corporate job, and I hear about this uh, every, every day, yeah, time yeah, good I talk. Story between friends. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. And so when he In was so getting, many different ways, like crying, mad, <laughs> like every no, washed in the pool. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. you know what I used to do to him when, yeah. uh, we, oh, like, uh, so when he still had a, like a job, yeah. and I would call him from my pool, and I'd be like, hey, and he's like, I'm like, I got like uh, an important question to ask you. And he's like, dude, I got to go to a meeting. Yeah. I'm like, okay, hold on. It's really, really important. I'm like, I'm outside. The temperature's 33 <laughs> degrees. I need to know, should I like dive in the pool? Uh -huh. Should I just crawl? Or should I just use the, th and I'm just like, dude, the only thing that's missing is you hanging out here, yeah. cracking open a ball of 99 bananas with me. Like, So we're going to get to that in one second. But you at 34, you said you were in the corporate world, JD, till 34. Yeah. So what was the uh, like? What was the moment where you decided to leave? Was it like oh, I got a financial? No, I got packaged. Oh, sorry, you got packaged. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got packaged out. Yeah. Got it. And then, Wendy, were you in the corporate world? Are you still in the corporate world? No. no. We did a retirement party. We got her and we took her away. So she'll never, like, we got like all of our friends, Hummer, like Stretch Hummer, boom. Like I'll show you the video afterwards. Yeah. And was that like a, like what was the decision around that? Was it a financial like cash flow? Like, oh my gosh, we're meeting our expenses or no, I'm just leaving the corporate world. Like what was behind that decision? Because most people get stuck right there. Okay, so I worked in long-term care. So we started the pandemic and just the situation, it was like, I felt like I needed to be there um, to help mm. the team go. And then once the kind of thing was stabilized, JD's like, it was probably about eight months before I was going to actually retire. Uh, it was a conversation between JD and I. He's like, no, you're done at the end of the year. That's mm. it. They had you long enough. And um, so I gave enough notice. And so obviously you had the financial means where this was going to allow you to, to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because she stayed because she's super loyal. Like this is the same person. Like this person was like another father to her almost. Like she was there from when she was 20 right out of school. She got in her school. In university. Yeah, or in yeah, university. They hired me right out of university. So in university. She, and she was going to leave when he was, he was going to exit and sell the, it was a long-term care facility, That's privately right. owned. So we already had the date, but then COVID hit and... The, the sale didn't happen the sale didn't happen. because of COVID. It was delayed. And that was my exit. So when he was securing that kind of um, agreement, I said, well, don't secure my job. Because one of the things he wanted to make sure everyone continued to keep their job. I'm like, well, don't, don't, this is, you know, an opportunity for me to leave on good terms, like, and, and not like leave anybody stranded. So 
you know, don't secure my job, that's my exit. But that's right. I forgot the pandemic happened and that everything got delayed. And and then do I, you think JD would have left his job at 34 if he didn't get packaged out? No. You no, would have hung was, on for a he while? He was corporate. I, it was a blessing in disguise. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where we were fortunate enough to not have him rush back into any corporate job. It's like, let's take a step back. Let's see what you want to do. And oh my gosh, that's a whole other story of that whole time. Were the finances like tight there for a while? Or were you able to support yourself without that corporate job? Yeah, so we we got a good package, but we also had eight houses. And to be honest, the last few houses like so that we had bought were like super cash flow houses, like almost like uh, a paycheck after tax. So it wasn't too bad. What were they back then? What kind of houses were those? Uh, fourplexes, duplexes. Like, you know, you can buy something in St. Catharines, 200000 We mm-hmm. were cash flowing like 1800 bucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I remember when people would make fun of us in Hamilton for buying properties. And then it was like, I'll never forget when we first started discovering St. Catharines and JP Gulbis on our team lived in St. Catharines. And he was like, oh shit, the mm. secret's out. Yeah, you know, and yeah, we're like, yeah, wait yeah. a second, you knew about these numbers out in St. <laughs> Catharines, you know? Yeah. So uh, that was crazy. Okay, so you were picking up those things. So the cash flow allowed you to make some choices. And well, I was working. It was actually and, Wendy. And, yeah, Wendy working good, no, was like the safety net. Good support. Well, because I worked in the telco industry, so for one of the three telcos, mm. and when I got packaged out, I had offers from, like, for more money from the other ones and I was going to, and she like cried and said, I'm not letting these people take. Cause that, that world was like 80 hours, go trains at some time. I mean, I started in retail and spent most of my time there, but there was points where you just like, what was the role that you were doing when you left in there? I was managing uh, multiple stores at that point. Got it. So it was like, and it was 80 hour weeks. It, well, it kind of feels like that. Like even when you go down, so it was never turned off. It was never turned off. And she, she's just like, cause it would happen in October. She's like, just have one Christmas with us. Like, don't mm-hmm. do anything like, you know, crying. Like this is not worth like, you know, so I credit so you, a lot. You saw him kind of deteriorating in this in relationship and life. I no, no we just, just never saw him. Like he oh, was so it's just as simple as that. I'm like no. he was like you know he'd leave like early in the morning, come back late. He'd, some days I don't know, we couldn't plan anything. Then he'd be like, "Well, I only have this amount of days off." Like time was so con- like it was such yeah. a factor in everything. So that's but, Wendy. That's pretty amazing that you were able to kind of speak like that at that age and your relationship and well. It, you know, like uh, when people ask, like, how do you get to be like where you are? You got to have someone that believes like For sure. what I always think of Wendy is Wendy never saw me as the person I was. Even when we were in our 20s, she would always look at the person that I was going to be like. I used to think in my 20s, like, hey, I got like two cars. I got this like, you know, great house. And I would compare myself against my peers. And then she would say, okay, well, look at your, you don't stack up to these three mentors of ours, right? And these three mentors, like, you know, uh, they were all in their uh, 50s and 60s, you know, and, you know, one of them made like 18 grand a month at that time. The other one was like a 500 and one guy was making a hundred grand a month. And she's like, you're not like there yet. So even when I was 25, she used to, she used to know that I was going to be this other person. And so it's beautiful when someone believes in you more than you believe in yourself at the time. Cause even what I couldn't see, she like, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have her. Like if I didn't have that, I don't want to call it a cheerleader. Cause I want to take a, I don't want to diminish the role, but like, no, that's a, like a, a big, critical, critical. Oh, role. like how old back, are you? How old are you now? 44. I just, yeah. yeah. Last week or something. Yeah. Last week. Or Pretty something. wild. Yeah. 
And then, um, Sean, where do you get to the point where you are? What do you are? Are you in the corporate world right now? Are you doing mortgages? No. Like, so okay. I, so how do you then leave the corp? Where, where do you get to that point? Oh boy. So again, a couple more rock star classes or a couple more rock star events. Hey, you can't surf both. You know, you got to be able to, you know, kind of step out and kind of do your own thing. You know, you can't surf both. So, you know, I'd been surfing both a little bit and then I'd get these calls from this guy. Hey, Sean, man, come in my pool, man. What are you doing there? And I'm like, Yo, it's man, 33 outside. I've got a year in meeting. I can't, man. This, you know, the man, you know. So um, I think it just came down to, you know, uh, I don't want to say like one day, but, you know, a certain set of incidents got me to a place where I was like, OK, you know what? I got to like just bet on myself and just go all the way. Awesome. Right. And a lot of mentorship, you know, from JD and, you know, just even to tie my wife into it. You know, my, my biggest fear was, you know, letting the family down. Right. Kids saying kids, two kids, mm -hmm. 14 and 11. I'm not allowed to say their names because, you know, they're sure. there's social media now. Like, I don't want to blow up their yeah. spot. But, um, you know, I just don't want to let them down. Right. And, you know, the hardest part for me was to communicate that I'm not happy where I am. Yeah. I kind of really don't know what to do. But this is something that I think I can do. And I just I just need you to just just go with it, you know, and my wife had that trust in me, too. She's like, all right. She said, babe, do your thing, you know, and just kind of leaned in, left the job and, you know, life started. Right. Yeah, that's cool that she supported you, man. That's yeah. a big that's a big move on her part. I remember just being in the parking lot of uh, my office and, you know, having to call and tell her this and, you know, like. I'm not crying, but you know, like, I'm just like, okay, this is it. Like, you know, this is no more paychecks every other Friday. Like now we gotta, you know, hunt and, you know, like survive. And so you were doing mortgage business then? So in the, so I was in the bank world at a, like a people manager position. Right. Um, and I had started doing like some private mortgages because I had really developed a base for investors because that's sure. kind of showed me how showed me the ropes. So I, you know, I had like a small, you know, following of like like minded people that I'd work with and, you know, I'd help them with their, you know, private mortgages on their real estate investments. So I was getting some income from that enough so that like it was just crushing my salary that I was oh, awesome. at work. Right? Awesome. Good for you, man. But it was the comfort of the corporation yeah. Yeah. that I was like, yeah. The golden handcuffs, oh, man. Exactly. But it's so interesting because, you know, when I reflect back at that time, the moment I started saying like, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. Like, let me start making my way out. Everything got better there. You know, like all these opportunities were coming. Like, hey, Sean, you know, we want you to do this. Oh, Testing you. I don't want to do that, yeah. man. You know, like, dude, I've been waiting my whole career for that. And now you're offering me this, yeah. you know? And I was just like, uh, just not worth it. Right? So... It's like the beast just sucking you back yeah, in, you know, yeah. just dangling these carrots at you saying, stay, stay, Sean. There was something that you were talking about um, on maybe your last podcast where you were like having those nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. So my version of that was I would just, I couldn't sleep. So I was just suffering from insomnia because I would wait till oh, everybody shit. goes to bed, go downstairs in the basement and just like. How the hell do I get through this? What a way to live. You know, I know. And it was just think how many people out there are living like that. Yeah. It fucking sucks. So it sucks. I can't believe you went through that. Yeah, yeah. That that plays with you, man. It does. I just think now if I was waking up in my old life and getting up and 
going to some corporate thing where I have to pretend I'm a certain way. Yep. It's not really like I was pretending. I don't think I ever really fit in because I didn't really play the game. Mm. But part of you ends up just not being your real self. 100%. You can't like really just show yourself. It's just weird. It's like there's this power that comes over you, <laughs> just kind of like pushes down the real you a little bit. Um, and I don't mean to demean doing a corporate job. No, Some not at all. People have corporate jobs and it's awesome and meaningful. And it's like, absolutely have at it. It's just, for me, it was just awful. Oh my gosh. I hated it. Yeah. Like for me, it was just like, it just suppressed my creativity. It just yeah. suppressed my like, like opinion, you know, like you couldn't really have your own opinion because, you know, you were already given a set of like behaviors and models to go by. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some people were really good at following them. And, you know, I was like, OK, cool. But there comes a time where you're like, you get a little older now, you know, I'm like, yeah. It's funny because when I see some people who are in the corporate world that I know and you greet each other, it's very corporate. hundred percent. You know, it's like, oh, man, like, why are you, why are we shaking hands like this, man? Like, we've known each other since grade six. Like, what's going on here? You know, this is wrong. And then they look at you like, what's happening with you? Like, wearing a T-shirt and some Nikes. You like, lost what? your mind now? Yeah, like, what's going on with you? They can't figure it out because you don't fit into a mold. hundred percent. And uh, it's so weird. It's, it's almost like you're not being real, you know? So I always just kind of jab at them a little bit like totally. what's going on with you you know <laughs> you know but you meet someone else like yourselves who are doing your own thing and it's, i just find it so much it's just so real when you meet each other because mm -hmm. you can just be you i don't know someone listening to this probably i think yeah crazy, I, know. But, I know but that's just how i feel anyway i just feel like since i've started doing this stuff i don't know there's still problems it's not like everything's perfect there's like all kinds of shit you got to deal with but I don't know. It's just your own shit and you work through it and you, you kind of reap what you sow. It's just a little bit more rewarding way. hundred percent. Yeah. So you don't you, talk okay, in all so these acronyms and things like that. Oh, Hey, your, uh, your DOIs. And yeah, like, this quarter, this quarter is the most important yeah, quarter yeah, in the yeah. company's history. We got to hit this number. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. Open my mouth. Not um, one, one escalation. <laughs> like how many of those can you have in a day? <laughs> oh my God. I never got that before. That was a term. Nine, one, one escalation. Yeah. Like, you know, people will be like, we're escalating this. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like nine, one, one, or like, you know, God. just words to like describe yeah. like, things with urgency. Holy shit. Okay, so Sean, then you leave, and then how long ago was that? We're working on about seven years now. Oh, congrats, man. Yeah, seven Congratulations, Sean. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, so you leave, and then, you know, J JD, I'm not going to say you, Wendy, but JD obviously just gets lazy. Yeah. JD just sitting around, doing nothing, and then the nine-year-old, this is your nine-year-old? I'm joking, for anyone listening. I don't think he got lazy, but I like to frame it that way. I just yeah. feel it's a better story. Um, you would say that. You you're just lazy. sitting around. Yeah. JD, what happens? It's your nine-year-old that says something to you? This is recent. This is recent. Yeah. This is okay. July in okay. the summer. Uh, we didn't do much this year. Like, it's... You know, business was slow, so you were mm -hmm. just kind of enjoying the the world. The slowness, yeah. yeah. And COVID was just insane for everybody. Like we were so busy. Like everybody was just yeah. hair on fire, man, just holding on for dear life. Mm. And so, Sean's at my house. We're drinking in the pool. The bananas are going. Looks like cheers to the banana. No, I'm not having. No, you got to I can't. I have to do something after no, this. this. No, is, absolutely just, not. No, you got to try one take a sip. I'm going to take a sip. See, I'm gonna this take is what sip. happens. You see, I know. Now, I can now, see. You, I can see. see. You were saying right, he's the problem. Right. You were saying he's I'm the problem. Trying. Right. He's not the problem, nah, JD. You no, you're the problem. No, I'm the finisher. Yeah. I'm the one that gets it done. You. I can see the relationship you guys have. Yeah. You guys have had some great weekends together. I can clearly tell. Oh yeah. And so we're drinking in my pool. 
and it's July. And oh, it's, yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too for bad. Fifty percent alcohol, ninety-nine proof. You're, you're drinking in your I pool. Can't. You're drink. Keep going. You're yeah. drinking in your pool. And I guess w- the topic of what we're gonna do and what we're and so I say to my kid. One second. Um, maybe the pool we use as a place to like, you know, brainstorm and like kind of think about like ideas, plans, oh, business, cool. right? Okay. So it's not just like a random, hey, we're like swimming together. Like it's, it's where a little you're bit down, of that. Yeah, but that's where we go and we like, hey, you know, we have our music that we play and it's just like, <laughs> all right, let's. Mm-hmm. Let's start it yeah, going. We all know about what going. music you're playing. Yeah. That's very clear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. All right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. I, sorry. And the, the the topic gets to, like, what are you guys going to do? And I'm like, you know, maybe I'll buy one to three bills. This is your nine-year-old son? Well, but my nine-year-old's there and the 13. So They're not drinking. They're not yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Clear. When you watch these too. guys, watch these guys. Yeah. And um, I say, I say I'll get, I'll buy, probably buy just one to three buildings a year. And get to seventy-five million dollars, and in total assets, in just yeah, total or assets. monthly cash flow. No, I didn't no. know which number you were no, saying. No, uh, total assets. And they, the the thirteen-year-old says, "How long will that take?" And I respond, "Well, you know, I was thinking about twenty years." Most normal people would think that was a good amount of time. Hey, hey, you're you're going to be seventy-five million. You're probably the top one percent of it. No. <laughs> He looks at me disgusted, like this disgusted face. And I was like, okay. And my nine-year-old pipes in and goes, I thought you were going to do it in 20 months. I thought you were going to say 20 oh, months. Shit. So, you know, anything worth doing is worth, uh, you know, bringing the shotgun effect to. And let's just, and I was just like, hey, you know what? Challenge accepted, right? Like Wendy's like, you know, we start making rules. She can't be stressed out. And so we start. Can I just pause the story real quick? So what you're not realizing here is we're in a pool drinking, having fun. And all of a sudden this is like this big challenge is going on. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at JD. I'm like, you're serious about this? And he's like, he just starts going into this mode. Like, I got to figure this out. And I'm like, okay, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what's going on here? You know, like I thought we were just having a drink, you know, we're brainstorming, but now we're doing this. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And I, I, you know, some context too is like, you know, because it was a slow year, I've been like, look, I, you know, I tried these like super hard cleanses. I even like moved 20,000 pounds of like stone. Uh, my friends were like, why did you do this? Like uh, build up our shoreline. And they're like, you know, why wouldn't you just hire this? I was like, I just wanted to like, I was in this like kind of getting ready for something. And then, you know, when it came to real estate. Sorry. And also because of um, you wanted the kids to see you work. Yeah. Cause my kids don't really think I do anything. Right. They I, like, if I'm talking on the phone in business and say I'm talking to Sean, they just think I'm talking to my friends. Yeah, like everybody's yeah. a friend, yeah. right? Uh, you know, whether it's my other business partners or anything. So they don't really think we do anything. So <laughs> I always try to make an effort to let them see that I yeah. do stuff. Mom's working. Mom's working. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dad's at the pool with Sean again. <laughs> Mom's picking up the crumpled pieces of paper, trying to read the receipts to yeah. put into the bookkeeping uh, software. Yeah. yeah. JD's yeah. buying stuff and expensing it and throwing the receipts all over the car. 100%. <laughs> and the empty bottles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I look at, you know, and I'm, I'm just trying to think of like, this is for like, you know, there, if there's anybody that's going to get me to do something, 
that I need to prove something to, it's those two, right? Like, cool. you know, at this stage, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, we were in that, like, hey, let's trim some of the properties. Let's just live. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we kind of made this. You caused some chaos and you were looking to just maybe clean it up a little well, we bit. We cleaned it up and simpler. Yeah. Well, everything's been like simpler for the last little while. We, you know, when we said we weren't going to buy properties, we still bought a couple here and there, but nothing like before. So everything, everything was great. It's calm, smooth, but nothing exciting. And then these kids like show up with their $75 million challenge and it's been so a this, fun this, five months. This challenge has been begun. Oh yeah. We're the, five months in. You're, and Sean, you're involved in the challenge. I'm involved in the challenge, but I'm merch. Yeah. <laughs> like, so again, this is serious. This is the merch for it yeah, right this here. This is a merch 75 for it. Yeah. We all. Yeah. Yeah. You're all wearing it. JD, yeah. you're not wearing yours. Because it's so hot. Yeah. Man. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So like after the pool, I'm like, okay, this is serious, you know? So like I go home and I was like, hey, babe, uh, we're going to be making or trying to make 75 million. Like this is the new plan. <laughs> like she's like, I just thought you were over at JD's house. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what we talked about. So that's what we got to do. And, you know, one of the ways that I kind of try on. to. Keep going. Yeah. Trigger a camera. Yeah. Keep going. One of the ways I try to kind of get the goals to be real is like, you know, like embody it with, you know, everything I wear, you know, write it down in places. And, you know, I kind of left with, hey, you know, let me just uh, let me kind of make this real. You know, I see how, you know, JD's treating this. I, I got to make it real. So, you know, just came up with a little design real quick and I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, let's go all the and way. And so five months in, what is this? What stage are you in looking at assets, acquiring things? Yeah. Where are you? OK, uh, so we grabbed one building. I think I told you that when we spoke. Uh, we were fortunate enough to buy this building. It was a sixplex. We converted to seven and we got some good value out of it. So just for number wise, uh, we bought it for 940. It was a sixplex in Port, uh, Colburn. Mm -hmm. And we converted it to a seven because it, it was just really easy to do. And we got an LOI a couple of months ago from CMHC for one point. It's between 1050 and 1.1. So not only do we get all of our money back, we get like a hundred grand. Hey, thanks for showing up and buying this property between there. We have two other properties in contract. One's a 6,000 square foot building, which we're converting into multi units. And that will probably be worth like, I'm waiting for the appraisal, just the, the perspective. And it'll probably be worth between my calculations is one, six and a half at a five cap. And it could be higher if the cap rate is lower. And then we have a piece of land where we're building an eight unit and that's in um, conditions and that thing's supposed to be worth about two million bucks. And we have two other properties, one that we're supposed to be putting in an offer um, this week. We're just, and one of my buddies called me, you met him, the guy from Montreal. Uh, mm -hmm. I brought him to one of the rocks mm -hmm. and he called me up and he's like, hey, I got this, uh, he, he's a wholesaler. And he had a property where he's, Working with a guy between 2.5 and 2.7 is their number. It's a 24-unit building. And he he asked me if I can give it a value and if I'd be interested. And, you know, the quick math says, hey, you know, this thing might be worth three and a half. And if crap rates compress, it could get close to four. So the total numbers that are like under, in like I call it the chamber, is about 10 million. And then we have this other building that we're kind of doing some due diligence around that with some renovations and stuff could be worth 10 million bucks. So we're, 
you know, I'd say we were 10 in the chamber that look really promising. And then there's another 10. The Apex the- that you're building, you're building that one? Correct. That's not too much because the other stuff seems like a little bit easier than just straight up building a new property. That, that one you're fine with? You have a team that you are comfortable with? Yeah. So I think the guys that I brought to our last Rockstar event, uh, they were in the construction business and builders and they uh, came to the last Rockstar and they got signed up. They're going to be the ones building it. They have that crazy like uh, SIP panel technology yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, shout them out smart scale and sunrise construction. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they will uh, be the builders on that one. And we'll probably do like some form of JV. We're just waiting for, there's a minor variance at the city that we need to get done. And uh, it's just setbacks. Right. And that's it. Once we get that minor variance and, we're good to go. So good, good for you guys. We're just tackling it. So one of the other thing I was going to mention, in addition to like acquiring $75 million in like assets, um, you know, 75 millikilo has also been like a bit of like a mindset shift, right? Because, you know, you know, this has kind of been a bit of slow time, you know, like generally people are on the sidelines. Like, ah, I don't want to get into real estate. It's too expensive or, you know, rates are too high. Um, you know, 75 millikilo was just about like adjusting that mindset to like get back to, you know, um, you know, acquiring the assets. Let's let's get back to let's figure out ways to you know not just be victims and just sit on sideline. Let's like let's get back in the game. And then seventy five million was just like just just outrageous number just because right. Like let's shoot for seventy five right. If we fall and or if we don't get seventy five and let's say we get thirty, everybody's good mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So that's where kind of the seven and then the seventy five millikilla is just. Just the way we talk. <laughs> the Miller Killer is just like, fun. yeah, we just, fun. yeah. Well, 75 was the goal for uh, like over a period of like, hey, you know, this is what I'll do something to give me some measurement over the course of the 20 years originally. And the reason why I picked 75 million is just, you know, if the market goes up 7%, it's $5 million a year. I feel like I won the lotto every year, right? There was like a little bit of stuff like why the, the number wasn't completely arbitrary, but. Uh, that's and then are you evaluating property by property just in case the market changes further that you don't get caught with some assets that I don't know are underperforming, don't carry themselves, c- crushes your cash flow? What's your thinking around that? Or is it just now you've been through so much, you, you're buying properties you, with multiple exit plans in mind, so you're not bothered? So to get to 75 million, I needed to change the way, like I couldn't buy it. So I don't really love the ideas of JVs and partners, but I had to like kind of re-explore because we wouldn't be in a position to put. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, like yeah. That, like, yeah. So every relationship that we would evaluate, you know, so we looked at, Hey, whatever we're buying, we're going to keep our exit strategy. Like we're like hoarders. <laughs> like we're like, you know, we, we never, we'll just keep them forever. Right. But we had to respect that, you know, five years from now, if a property goes from, you know, two and a half to like that one I'm telling you about, if like that property's worth a few million dollars, that partner might want to exit and we should be okay with that. So we looked at multiple ways of like each one, you kind of just uh, whiteboard it and say, you know, this is the way it could go. And if we want to keep it and they're all fairly large unit counts, right? So for the most part, like because we use CMHC commercial, like versus uh, the traditional banks, we can stretch things. Like there's all kinds of insane programs, like 50 year AMs, 40. So we can kind of manage and navigate that world really well in terms of keeping cash flow on hand. And we, we're really conservative in terms of the way we manage our money. Like we have 14 companies, three active operating companies, and the rest are 
well, maybe more active companies because I don't count your company. Um, so we have, like we've never taken a dollar from any of our companies except one. So one company pays us, all the rest keep their own money to protect themselves. So we're very much super conservative protectors. I know it sounds kind of wild that hey, you, we do the seventy five, we do we bought the seventy eight properties, or but for the most part, we're. Conservative. Not, yeah, we're very conservative. Yeah, someone listening to this wouldn't think you're conservative when you hear some of these numbers, but you can yeah. do things in a conservative way on a bigger scale. Yeah, like number one asset that we own is life insurance. Mm. You know, we did that with Fabio. Um, Campanella. Yeah, he's great. And Smart. In that world, man, to be his age, I tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, you you have a deep knowledge of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best for so, sure. So, yeah, we, we like when we have like life exit strategies, like even how to retire, like like almost everything is a platform to retire, whether it's life insurance, like registered accounts, houses, lending businesses. Like we're just like, if this doesn't work, cause we're always just scared of the, you know, what if we have 70% tax? Mm -hmm. Like if you thought you could, they like, say you think a hundred thousand is a good life, right? You know, you can live off of it. Well, not if like your buddy JT, like uh, taxes, can you live on 30 grand when stakes are 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's nice that you call him your buddy. That's, your, that's no, very sweet buddy. of you. No, he's no, your buddy. He's not my buddy. He's your buddy. He's not my buddy. He's not my buddy. Yeah, wild. What a journey. Like just going from buying your mom's house from that note on the door to where you are now. It's yeah. just completely insane. Yeah. But it can't be any other way. Like yeah. you have to go through, like when I study, like cause people that like go through, like do things, it almost feels like they all have to, they had like shit or struggles. Mm -hmm. I, like I don't know anybody that just, Hey, my life was perfect. Like even somebody who came from means they have some kind of challenge in their life. That's most. Yeah. There's the odd person who comes from a comfortable upbringing that you're like, wow, I'm surprised to hear that, but it's rare. Yeah. It's like, so rare. Like, and that, you know what? I think sometimes if I had listened to this and I was driving in my car, stuck in traffic, going to the corporate job, I would probably be pissed off a little bit being frustrated. Like Sean saying like, ah, like I want to get out of what I'm doing. But I think if you're in that spot, know that if you're struggling you are in the same spot we were all in. So that's actually something you have to your advantage and you just kind of need to harness that energy in mm -hmm. a different way than maybe is being harnessed right now and unleash it. Yep. 100%. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. So 100. Yeah. yeah, so I think now we're at the stage where we're like, how do we harness or how do we make those circumstances for our kids so that they will have that same hunger and need to like dig themselves out of a hole? It's tough, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you were thinking that. I was just thinking that too, because the majority of conversations when you see me and Nick talking for like, we're always talking about that topic yeah. with our kids because his, his kids are same age mm -hmm. and we're just often like, hey, how do we create... Yeah, a sense of urgency, yeah. uh, the want, the, the drive. Yeah, it's tough. Haven't figured that one out. Some of it's just watching, you know, I think it's... Yes, every every kids are different. I can see it's different, you know. Um, it's tough yeah. because if you think one way, then you can hear information that sounds like there. There was a podcast I was listening to that if you're too successful, you could also put it can be negative for your children mm -hmm. because they have to live up to an expectation yeah. that they can't. Like, just imagine. Um, okay, like mm -hmm. you know, if you said, "Hey, I'm going to send my son over to come work with you." 
I'd be like, hey, no problem, because I know you. And I'd be like, hey, Tom's the greatest, mm-hmm. you know, good guy. Yeah, yeah it's and unreasonable so expectations. These expectations are like already yeah. there. And so like, you know, like, I, again, I'm just, lear- I'm winging it as a parent. I'm just hoping that what I do doesn't mess them up enough. Like I need to mess them up enough to get them to be mm-hmm. like hungry, but not enough to like, you know, mm-hmm. put them on the other side. So um, that's like my number one, just trying to figure out every day and yeah. Sean, um, for you now, you're working with investors for mortgages or you just do private money for this? Like, are you open to working with people? Yeah, I'm a mortgage. So how do people find, yeah, how do people find? uh, Cameron Financial Wellness, Uh, that's my. uh, Cameron Financial Wellness? Yeah, that's my company's name. And the URL? Uh, My Instagram is uh, Sean C uh, underscore Mortgage Pro. Okay. You can find me there. And um, LinkedIn, Sean Cameron, uh, Facebook, Sean C. Mortgage Pro. Okay, so we'll put the Instagram link in there, Sean C. underscore Mortgage Pro. That's right. They can message you there and find you. Yep, hit me up. Mortgages, refis, all that, all that fun stuff. Mostly investors, but I guess you do regular. No, I do regulars now too, but like I really have like a niche and like, um, you know, a portfolio of investors that, uh, you know, I like to work with as well. Yeah, awesome, man. you guys are just like, it's an incredible group between you three here. And I know there's other, you know, people in your lives and just, it's, it's cool to see you guys come together the way you have and kind of go through this. And mm-hmm. it's also cool that like you bumped into Andre Hart, you're giving him the rock symbol from the other side of the yeah. room. Like sometimes I just personally, I feel so blessed. I'm like, wow, these are such great poop people. And we all get to cross paths with each other and get to know each other and it's awesome. Like I just, it's, it's, I feel very grateful to be kind of in this spot because I think when Nick and I were starting, it was more just about like, holy shit, man, we need some money to like pay the bills, you know? <laughs> so, um, life-changing stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, these guys changed my life. Like JD changed my life. Like I'm working corporate every day, figuring out how to do things. And you know, this guy just comes along or re-enters my life again and just totally change, you know? So hmm. cool guys. Yep. And what about you guys? So there's uh, Sean C underscore mortgage pro on Instagram for Sean. Is there a way to contact you or not really? I feel it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be, but there can be it's whatever. Is there a way to reach out to you guys or follow what you're doing or I, I don't do like social. Media. Yeah, no, just leave I, I it. No, that's but, fine. It doesn't have to be. I'll let you because I think, you know, you're always like trying to help investors with like, so when he runs a mortgage and mid money, yeah. We fund him. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you. Sure. I'll, yeah, sure. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, Wendy, sure. I'll let you talk. So I guess during uh, the plan for exit of the long term, um, uh, one of our lawyers, who's a really great friend, who were like talking about opening up a mortgage administration company because it was a really good fit for a lot of people that had money that is either tied up in RSPs through, um, well, different places, right, or just had money to lend. So we're like, well, why don't we start a mortgage admin company? Because we can do that. We've got it's all in our capacity. We're lenders. We come from experience. So we started We Fund Mortgages. Um, so we help. We're like property managers, but for lenders. So what is that? I don't. Under, I'm not familiar with that type of company. Um, we are the ones that, if people don't want to manage their own money in terms of lending it out, so they always we always work with mortgage uh, agents uh, and brokers because everything is a broker transaction. We are the ones that look after like NSF setting everything up um, so that, again, we're like property managed for lenders. So you have that be a trust. They have the Mm. same license. Got it. Got it. We can be the interface between borrowers. So we can I call I bug everybody. I chase people for money and I work over like 
um, anything that's coming up for renewal, any insurance issues, anything related to that loan, I'm basically the person representing the lender. So the lender comes to you and says, hey, I don't want to really manage this money I lent out. Can you just make sure I get paid on time and that they have the right insurance and this money is like, in, you know, should be operating the way I've contracted it out to be operating? Huh. And uh, placing the money because uh, I guess as an administrator, they just have like in, in their trust account, like all the, the money. So if they have money, they'll call someone like me or you have yeah. all the money, Wendy. Mm -hmm. oh wow. We gosh. found the source of all the money. <laughs> she has all Wendy just reminds me all the time. Hey, you know, we have like 30 some odd bank accounts and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you only know one. Yeah, one yeah, from when yeah. you were 13 we years know, old. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, you don't know where we know who's in control of the whole situation. A hundred percent. That's why we call her the general. Like, yeah. we, so if someone wants to reach out to you for this, where would they go? Uh, they can go to our website, wefundmtgs.com, or email info at wefundmtgs.com. Yeah, awesome. Or the .ca. That's really bad. I don't know that. Yeah. I can get you the right People name. will find you. If it bounces yeah. back on one, yeah. you send another email. We'll find there you. We'll, go. we'll uh, yeah, yeah. We're not the San Francisco company. There's one, apparently, we fund mortgages in San Francisco. Okay. We're, we're Ontario. <laughs> Got it. Well, hey, everyone, thank you so much. I mean, Sean, thank you for sharing the story the way you have. JD, thank you for sharing this journey. Wendy, thanks for sharing everything that you have. I just fascinated by you guys, and it's going to be interesting to see you over the next 10 years. I know the next 15 months, was it 20 months? We got five months yeah. left, man. No, oh. we're five months in. And You're five months in on a 20-month goal? Oh, yeah, 20-month challenge. So yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see you guys in 15 months, but it's also going to be really interesting to see you in the next 5, 10, 15, and 20 years, Yeah, because the trajectory you're on you're going to be able to impact a lot of people so very cool thank you thank for you coming thank you for doing this yeah. totally really really thank appreciate it thank you very thank much you. Yeah. thank you i appreciate it thank you it's a big responsibility and we you know we love you guys so and we've known you guys for a long time too so oh, yeah. it's not a you're too kind to for later. you to walk in and hang out with rockstar and be rockstar no. members and support no. us you know oh sometimes nick and i think like these guys kind of know it all what are they doing hanging around with no, us and stuff you can't so. say that because like i get some great like you know, one, you don't get like good, like just to be friends and uh, know each other, like people of integrity expect to be believed until they're, you know, and let time prove them right. And we always talk about like in the industry, there's not like no. that many great people. Yeah, it's a pretty wild industry. Every right? industry's and like that, by the way. Every industry, of course, feel it back is like that. Of course, yeah. but you know, we've known you guys for oh, we were probably like getting close to 15 years, wild. and so we from Real Estate Renegade. Yeah, yeah. Remember that name? <laughs> yes. So Income you know, for Life, the Real Estate Renegades. Oh and then God. we think yeah. of like you know good people and uh, steel sharpened steel, or you yeah. know, like, and we get lots of good mental like uh, sharpening when we come to, you know, rockstar events and yep. it's good energy, you know, you just, and you're cool. real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank the you. Real, the real test. Yeah. The real test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the real test. Yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we, cool guys. We'll have to bring you back. Yeah. We'll bring you back and get updates at your leisure whenever Whatever. you would like open invitation to sure. bring you back and see what you guys are up to. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Wendy, were you about to say something? I was about to say, just make sure you have nothing afterwards so that you can actually uh, join them with their 99. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> tapping out. I'm tapping out. <laughs> oh, Thanks, boy. guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode with JD and Wendy and Sean. Um, they're great people. And, uh, you know, I wish them all the best. I can't wait to get an update on their $75 million challenge. 
It's pretty awesome. And uh, you can find them. I'll give you two resources. It's We Fund Mortgages, and mortgages is spelled in the short form. So it's WeFundMTGS.com. So WeFundMTGS.com. That was mentioned on this episode. And Sean's Instagram handle is at Sean C underscore mortgage pro. So it's S H A W N C, Sean C underscore mortgage pro. And you can find him on Instagram at that handle. And if you are listening to this and you want to check out the Rockstar Inner Circle membership for yourself and see what you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member, you can visit rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. We've listed out all the benefits, including stories of other investors, so you can see what they have to share about being a Rockstar Inner Circle member. It's all laid out beautifully for you on that website. And that's at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.